Welcome to this episode of CTU Speaks, Teachers Teaching Teachers. Homie, I was taught by a Chicago teacher, Chicago teacher, Chicago teacher. I learned to read and write from a Chicago teacher, so I'm inspired by the fight from my Chicago teachers. I'm your co-host, Andrea Parker. And I'm Jim Staros. How you doing today, Miss Parker? I'm pretty good, actually. That's good. Summer's beginning. Air is, oh, it is. fresher. It is. Despite of what's happening in Canada, the air is still fresh and the flowers Canada's are blooming. always messing things up. I don't even like maple syrup. I love maple syrup. Oh, well, How could right. you not love maple syrup? I don't know, I never liked it. It's more American than apple pie. Wow, the Canadian maple syrup's more American. <laughs> All right, that's fair. <laughs> well, that's why we need mentors around to teach us about what's going on. So why don't you tell us a little bit about today's episode, Ms. Parker? What are we going to be talking about? So today we're going to be talking about the We Care program, which is a mentoring program where veteran teachers are mentoring new teachers. You know, we have a, a lack of teachers of color, especially African-American teachers, specifically teaching within CPS. Right. And we want to help maintain them in the system to be able to teach our students. Students enjoy learning from people that look like them. And we want to keep and retain teachers because, again, people are fleeing the teacher profession. Right. So we're going to talk to some mentors as well as some mentees and talk about their experiences and what make We Care programs so unique to CPS that we have to keep it around for as right. long as we have a school system. Right. I mean, when I came into the system, this is way back in ancient days, back in 2002. I know before the written word. Before the written word. But I, we, there was really no, no real mentoring program. They, mm-hmm. they had one. I think they called it Mint. It wow. was Mint or Golden or something like that. I can't remember what it, it stood for something. Sure. It, it was not standing for anything good. But the only way I really had a mentor at all was this. Well, I thought he was super old at the time. He was like 50, right? you know, because I was younger in any way. But he came in and he took pity on me, having no idea what the hell I was doing, and helped me with the stuff they really don't teach you in ed classes, like classroom management stuff. Correct. What do you do when somebody needs to get sent to the office, but the office doesn't send anybody to come get them? Mm. You know, like simple stuff like that, that you really should, it should be obvious, but it isn't. So shout out to Muhammad Abdullah. He uh, he helped me out a lot that first those first few years. I really don't think I'd be a teacher if it wasn't for him helping me work through some of these real basic things that I thought I knew, but I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Yeah, that classroom is that's that experience that you're not going to get while you're in college. So it's it does just like being a parent. You can learn all these classes and what being a parent is. And when you have that yep. child, it's something it's totally, totally different. Di- and totally teaching different. is like being a parent. It's just always something needs to be done, always new. Every child is different. Yep. Um, you cannot even, you know, teach or even discipline every child the same way. Yep. So you have to learn to be flexible. And so that is what we care teach. It's not this finite type of program where we just mentor you on how to pass the reach, how to do well in your evaluation, how to do a lesson plan. No, we are mentoring you about everything that you need. So whatever you say you need for us to help you with, we're here for you. need self-care. You need classroom management. You need help on your lesson plans. You feel like you have a principal that's picking on you. We're teaching you how to navigate that and being able to know how to advocate for yourself too. Also, um, being a mentor um, which is a great avenue to get more involved with our teachers union. It is a um, gateway to become a delegate, to become involved in our committees, 
to be a part of our summer uh, organized institute. Um, it's just endless things that you can do. So we appreciate all the current and new mentors who are planning on teaching our teachers and just being more involved in our union and what we can do to help um, better, not just our teachers, but our students and their families. Yeah. And what I really appreciate about the program, it's not just a, a series of checkboxes, sort of like the reach evaluation is. Yes. Did you ask higher order thinking questions? Right. Did you follow policies and procedures? But it's it's a series. So you've got your building mentors. Then you've got the coaches that are kind of above that and kind of overseeing things. Correct. So you've got multiple layers of support for these teachers because, you know, teaching is a hard enough job under the best of circumstances. But you throw in, re, you know, recovering from COVID. You throw in underfunded schools. You throw in a principal who's a giant pain in the ass. And now you've got all kinds of craziness in addition to needing to learn your job for the first time on the fly, because there's really nothing that can prepare you for that first day. Oh, and yes. I, I'll tell you, like right. my whole teaching career, 18 years over at King, every week, that first day or two before school, every, every summer, I was nervous as hell. Yeah. I was always like, and I knew what I was doing. I knew who the kids were going to be. I knew my lesson plans. I knew what was going to happen. I had the whole year planned out. I'm still sick to my stomach, like literally sick to my stomach, you know, being so worried about it. And that those first couple of years, I, I can't even explain it. It was so, so stressful. And I, I used to have all my hair. Mm, I'm just saying. That's hard to believe. Yeah, I know. It is hard to believe. You look at it now, <laughs> you're like, damn, there was anything up there. But yeah, and, but it was so stressful. And it's so good that you got it. And I, I noticed how you said, as we're talking, you said, we do this, we do that. That's because you're one of the mentors, right? I am one of the mentors. And before we go into interviewing our awesome guests, just like what you said earlier, Jim, um, how you were scared and for a couple of years, not just for the first day, oh, but yeah. for a couple of years. So if you were scared and you became a fabulous teacher, just imagine how many other teachers feel the same way you do. They, and they need support. And so that is one reason why I did become a virtual instructional coach. And I love that we have that as part of our week here, because again, I don't have to be confined to just seeing my mentees once a month in one space and one time, I could talk to them any day on the phone, through text message, through a Google meets or a zoom. We can have, we can meet in person. So it's not confined to that because you may need somebody at a certain time. And I can't say, well, our next meeting is not to, in three, three more weeks. So no teachers need you available. They need you to be accessible. Um, so that's one thing I do like about it. And again, it's not confined to just the academic part. It's confined, it's um, expands to, I need, I need to vent. I, I'm yep. concerned. Uh, is this something I really want to do? I need to find my style. I need to find my niche. And it also helps the mentor and mentee build a relationship, a trusting relationship. You know, people need someone they can trust. And so what better way to find a trust relationship than with a mentor um, who is still in the classroom, not outside the classroom, but still in the classroom, still teaching and trying to show you the ropes and not trying to judge you in any way, shape or form. And so we need that. We need trusting relationships. And again, that is what the We Care program provides. So without any further ado, mm-hmm. let's talk to our guests. Boo doo boop doo boop boop. All right, so we're back here with our wonderful guests for the We Care program, and we're going to ask our wonderful guests to introduce themselves, starting with Ms. Stamps. 
Hello, my name is Tara Stamps. I'm a veteran Chicago public school teacher and in this capacity, uh, administrator of new teacher development at the Chicago Teachers Union and director of the We Care Virtual Instructional Coach and Building Mentor Program. I know it's a mouthful. That is a long title. (laughs) All right. Miley putting it. Yes. My name is Tiffany Watkins and I am a virtual coach for the We Care Program. My name is Lynn Taylor. I'm a teacher at Carver Elementary School, and I'm a mentee. This will be my third year. Hi, my name is Dewana Bice. I am a mentee, a first-year teacher. I'm a teacher pub, and I'm at Beethoven (laughs) Elementary. Well, welcome so much um, for coming to the show today. So with that being said, I want you all to talk to the audience about the We Care program and its genesis, Tara, especially, as well as the role you play. So in a nutshell, it was born out of COVID actually. And we were getting many teachers were going to be entering into classrooms virtually that had never had a teaching experience. They were coming right out of their programs. And so the the money was put aside to say they need some kind of guidance. Therefore, they were going to give coaches that were going to help them virtually. And as a, a component of the program, they would then have someone in the building, which is the building mentor, to provide sort of like support in the building around um, the climate and culture and just getting to know the politics of the building and the larger community. So in the We Care program, in a nutshell, you are provided with a virtual instructional coach and a building mentor to help early career educators and clinicians. It's really the Illinois Virtual Coach and Building Mentor Program, meaning that this program is actually out of the ISBE space. So ISBE um, funded the program through initially the um, CARES Act money, and then it was sustained through the recovery money. Um, uh, The initial contracting partner was IEA, so it came through union shops. So through IFT and then IFT split with CTU. So we each, we have like one bucket, but we split it in half so that IFT is taking care of part of the state where they have locals. And then since CTU is such a big local, it was one program for CTU, but that was the origin of it. And the the reason that it's called We Care in our space and no one else's is because I inadvertently renamed the program. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I didn't know. I kept saying the program doesn't have a name, the program. And they were like, so I was calling it We Care because of the CARES Act money. And I thought, oh, that's cute. And then later, the HR manager said, you didn't read it. It's the Illinois Virtual Instructional Coach. And I was like, eh, we care so much better. So it is. It's stuck. So do we have to advocate for that? Or there was like direct, there was part of the We Care, what did We Care say, we're going to just give money to the schools for coaching or something we advocated for, how the money should be utilized? Actually, I believe our leadership advocated with IFT you know, because of how large our local is and our we're local one said, listen, let us split it. And I think that was the decision. It wasn't that we necessarily, we in terms of teachers didn't advocate for it, but our leadership advocated to, to have a mentoring program, particularly one that came through a union shop. All right. So maybe we can hear from like a couple of the people that are in the building doing this work, the mentors and the mentees. So how do you guys see this working on a day-to-day basis in your classroom? I'm Tiffany Watkins from Westcott School, and I am a virtual instructional coach. And uh, first things first, we are paired with um, teachers in our teaching domain, be it science or 
early literacy, whatever it is. So I teach preschools. So a lot of my mentees are in that strand, but I guess we'll just primary in general. Uh, we're paired with our mentees. We are to then reach out to them and, you know, just actually kind of get to know them. And because this program is virtual, it's set up mainly that way where we are doing a lot of texts and emails, those sorts of things. But most of us don't stay virtual. We're teachers, so we got to get in there. So I've been to all my mentees' buildings and got all up in their grill, I think. I don't know. <laughs> They'll tell you more about it. But I love being personal with teachers. But I also love that the program is set up in a way that I have autonomy. So that's why this program works so well. Um, I'm going to stop. I'm going to let you hear from um, one of my mentees, see what they have to say. I love the program so much because I am an older teacher. This is my second career. And so I'm coming in older and I'm nervous because I'm trying to make sure that as a new teacher, I'm doing everything properly. And so having a coach come in that's non-judgmental and can give me opinions and help me meant the world to me because some teachers don't mean you no good. They don't want you to do better at your school if you're doing something. But she didn't have anything to lose or to gain by me doing good. So she was honestly was able to give me genuine advice and things that were going on in my classroom. When I had things that I need to ask, I can ask her and get her true opinion. And it, it was great. So this is not like a reach evaluation where they're coming in to tell you what you're doing wrong and point at you and be like, ah, you suck at that, mm-hmm. right? No, not at all. Okay. This is a trust relationship. Nice. Yes, yeah, the new teachers trust um, oh, the mentors. Nice <laughs> yes, yes. And hopefully CPS will continue that. Nice. They need to continue. Not hopefully. They need to continue this because I am a first-year teacher. I'm straight from walk across the stage. That fall That's went it. into the classroom. That's it. And so the program has helped me to develop who I am. I felt like my mentor, Ms. Watkins, met me and helped me develop who I am. She came in. She listened to what I said. Um, she gave me just genuine advice, things that um, I was able to execute. And I actually saw quick results. Or I would call her and say, I just need to vent, you know. And she's like, she will she will listen. And I can take you there. And uh she will say, okay, now just relax. It's okay, you know, and finish doing what you're doing, and you're going to leave it where it's at. So as you had stated in the beginning, it definitely is a trusting relationship, but in trust, it helps you build yourself because I had to learn to trust myself. I'm continuing to learn to meet me now where I'm at. Well, I feel like this is an advertisement for counseling or teacher counseling. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Know who I am. I had to know who I am. You do. We do have to know who we are as educators in order to educate the next generation of young people. So with that being said, we know that basically 10 years ago in 2013, the closure of 50 schools um, by then Mayor Ryan Emanuel was a traumatic event. And one of those impacts was a dissemination of careers of black educators across the district. How does We Care seek to bring black educators back to the classroom? And why is that important for our students? Wow. That was that was a huge one. Um, I lived through and, and Tiffany Watkins as a veteran educator lived through the closure of um, 50 schools, primarily in black communities. And I believe that one of the ways in which we care helps is to provide the support needed to keep teachers in the classroom. If you look at what some of the research says about 
turnover and why teachers are leaving, a lot of it has to do with just feeling inadequate and not being properly supported. More often than not, those are black teachers. For whatever reason, in many of the spaces that we occupy, there's an assumption that we already know what to do or we're, we're, we're just not given as what I've seen in my 25 years of being a classroom teacher, the kind of supports that teachers need to feel proficient in their craft and to be given the space to grow and trust it. Again, we're back to trust with building capacity in them. So unfortunately, um, the reach does a lot of damage. And what it does damage to is the esteem, the confidence of the teacher, because REACH was was created to be a program to help you to become better. And unfortunately, in many cases, particularly with black teachers, it's used as a gotcha and not as a tool to help you become better as an educator. So I think by having a virtual instructional coach and certainly by having a building mentor, you you got these kind of two bookmarks of support to help you build your confidence and um, not only are they doing that with regard to you being a classroom teacher, but there's the activism as a unionist. And I don't want, you know, that to get buried. This came through union shops for a very particular reason. So in addition to um, trying to encourage particularly black educators to stay in the classroom and to get the support, it's also developing good unionists. So I really want to add to what Tara said about the union piece. First of all, teachers, we're coming in just trying to do the best job we can as teachers. But we forget how powerful our union is and what that really means. We may have heard some of the things on the news coming in before we became teachers or hear about it or something. But to be a part of it is something different. And this has been a great way to to un- help uh, new teachers understand, no, we're this is what we are, like, really. And to unfold it, um, uh, Tara has um, put in different ways for us to visit. To just, you know, because I don't think any other time we would really come to the union other than maybe taking a class or something. But we've been involved with different programs that has uh, been as a result of being in the We Care program. So that piece alone, we're talking about money, how our union supports us in different ways. I mean, I'm still learning all the benefits of my union. And I've been here over 25 years, too. It's almost infinite. It is. (laughs) And and what a great community. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, coming in as a a new teacher, you feel isolated. I don't know anybody. I'm fresh off the stage. What do I do? That kind of thing. But to come in and understand that you have a family. You have a family now. It's priceless. It's priceless. That's all. There's a bunch of different mentoring programs or so-called mentoring programs in CPS. I want to say that because I was part of one of those so-called ones that really did not did not work out good. But anyway, that's a different story. So what, what makes this We Cares program different and better than the other ones? And why has it been so much more successful where the other ones have not? One thing I could say off top, like right off top, has been communication. Like I said, being a newbie, uh, you don't know like if you're crossing boundaries or you don't you don't know really like the proper etiquette when you're trying to connect with someone. And um for me personally, Miss uh Tara and Miss Watkins, like whenever I email or text or something, it's not like a, a week later or days later. It haven't even really been hours later. And I understand, you know, 
when you text someone, that don't mean you should get an instant response because people are living their lives. That's why it's digital. But I can honestly say, like, the response time has been phenomenal for me because sometimes you just need to know something in the moment to know how to handle things and you don't know which way to go, what's the day, what, you know, you just don't know how to advocate or which path. So it's like, for me, I've uh, emailed Miss Tara late at night. I'm like, oh, she don't feel some type of way. I don't think it's appropriate, but I'm a late night person. So I have older children. So that's when I get my quiet time, really when everybody's sleeping, the city's sleeping, I'm up with my candlelight. So her responding, <laughs> her responding, that has been phenomenal for me. Miss Watkins, like I said, I've been in a grocery store and I needed to talk to her. And she's like, okay, 15 minutes, I'm, I'm gonna be ready. And I'm grocery shopping and I'm talking to her. She has stopped by my classroom, checked it out. I didn't know she was coming. So I'm like, okay, uh, okay, I don't know. You know, and she walked around, she talked to me, she gave me great advice. I executed those advice. So, first and foremost, I would say communication is phenomenal. And then the resource and everything that falls behind it. And I was also a, virtual instructional coach I have been for the past um, two years. And so I have been a part of several different mentoring programs with CPS as well as on the mentee side. But uh, what I will say about the virtual instructional coach program is uh, what makes it unique is that mentors are not confined to teaching or mentoring a certain type of way. Stick only to lesson planning or stick only to the reach. Um, it's so flexible uh, and so nuanced that we can talk about anything. Like you said earlier, we can talk about our union and how to get more involved and how to advocate and how to teach our children about advocacy and things like that. We can think outside of the box. We don't just, we're just not confined to lesson planning and the academic part of being a new teacher. It can be venting. And so there's no conversation that is off limits. Um, there's nothing that you can't talk about. There's nothing that you can't discuss. We can talk about summer professional development, which a lot of, um, other mentor programs don't really discuss. We can talk about just traveling and self-care and things like that just to make you stay involved. Because again, as Tara alluded to earlier, a lot of teachers leave the profession within the first five years because of burnout, because I don't know what to do, because I cannot handle this, because people seem like they don't care. And so I like the fact that we can be available to you, not just seeing you in a certain time and space and location, but we can talk to you on the phone. We can create a Google Meet chat with you and see you, you know, face to face online. Uh, we can text each other. We can meet up, meet up for coffee. So it's not, um, there's no confinement of that. It's a lot of liberty in this program. And that's why I think it definitely needs to remain. Yeah, I definitely agree. I was in a, a part of a nice, really nice uh, uh, coaching program myself as an early teacher. But I remember also coaching for a different one where we had to check this box, make sure that all these check, it drove me crazy. They forgot that I was a teacher. I'm a full-time classroom teacher. They forgot that, right? This program, I said earlier that it obviously was created by a teacher because he, she, them knew what we have to deal with in our classrooms, the whole thing. Now, stepping outside to support another teacher along the way. So I like that it's what you make it. You know, I'm so glad my mentees mentioned the listening part because that's something I actually work on. You know, teachers, we love what we do. We talk all the time. We'll talk to anybody wherever about whatever, all things teaching. So one thing I learned this year is how to be a better listener. This program has taught me how to be a better listener, and I'm forever grateful for that. So I, I got a question specifically for the mentees. 
Um, I know Jerron had mentioned like it was so helpful to call in the grocery store or wherever we might be at the time. But what is something specific that you guys learned that helped you in the classroom directly that you got from this program specifically? I have several things. I want to say the program met me at my point of need. So it was, I'll tell her she'll come in the classroom. I said, right now, this boy's getting ready to make me lose my hair. I need help. And so I'm like, he is running around the classroom. I don't know what to do because he's just making me go. And she came in and she said, oh, she named That's my student. And she gave me pointers instantly. And I like to tell her now, they work. And now the school year is over. He's smiling, telling me, I can't wait for second grade. Thank you. I love you. And so all her point is work. And he just needed to have been built up. I took him on a field trip and I wasn't going to take him because of his behavior. I was like, oh, you're not going anywhere with me. But I, when I got him on the bus, I was amazed. You can't punish children or uh or teach him anything if they've never been anywhere. So him just looking at the bus, he started pointing at trees. I'm like, boy, you ain't never seen a tree. Boy, you ain't seen no water. And he was so happy to be out of his community, out of his environment. When we got to the zoo, I already felt like he'd been on a trip. Oh, the Ferris wheel. Oh, this. And I was like, this is the one student that gave me such a hard time. And because I said I wasn't taking him, and I pushed and let him go due to her advice, give whatever, it made the world. And now he's a whole different child. I mean, totally different child. And it was just because he wasn't exposed or nobody never gave him that chance. So, yeah. One of the things that um, the program has uh, supported me in with Ms. Watkins was understanding the reach. So in the classroom, I tried to prepare over the summer a lot of different resources. I was looking at a lot of different things. I was reading a lot and um, had a plan of things that I wanted to roll out. Um, I knew I was going to do interactive modeling for students so they would know what it is that I expect, not just tell them. So uh, I'm doing all these things. Uh, she always tell me the breadcrumbs and uh, write reflections. So I'm doing all these things. But here comes the reach, and I don't understand any of it or the language. <laughs> Please change the language. Most of us don't. I remember... I left for crying. I was having a good moment. You know, I was I was finding my rhythm with lesson planning. I finally like, okay, I don't know if I found my exact niche, but I found a rhythm with my lesson plan. And then I found my rhythm with my GRR, the graduate release uh, responsibility model. I was doing my pre-K students. We were rock and rolling. We were doing small group every single day. So I'm doing all these things, creating systems, seeing some results, trying to learn to document and be consistent within my um systems i'm like oh well i don't know what's going on what i'm gonna do i had to do it in a short amount of time no shade but i did so now i'm like who do i go to you know and where i'm at a lot of us are new we're fresh educators so i was like texting miss Watkins, and she said okay i'm gonna call you and we're going to talk about it. And I'll explain how your notebook and pen ready. I'm a dinosaur, so I love notebook and pen. But I'm with technology a little bit. And so she basically broke down the language because I did try to Google. But then it was trying to give me the answers. And I didn't want the answers. I just wanted to understand the questions so I can answer what I'm doing in my classroom with my students. So when she broke it down to me, the different components of it, I felt a little more confident and then I got to writing and I said, look, this is it. 
because y'all about to make me lose some hair. I probably grow some gray hair. But I was able to give some substance. I wanted to give substance. I didn't just want to put anything because I'm doing real great things in my classroom with my scholars. So I want that to reflect on writing. It's one thing to be a teacher and go into the classroom and you put your best foot forward, but then you can't put it on paper. That's one thing that has helped me with. Let me say this. I think one of the other benefits, um, something I was very intentional about was to think about what did I need as an early career educator that I didn't get? Well, there were quite a few things, but the way that I thought about it was to create like professional opportunities. I didn't call them development because that's a different connotation, but I wanted different professional growth opportunities that came through We Care Conversations. So that was one of the ways in which I was able to kind of put some meat on the bones of this program. And as a result, early career educators and clinicians could learn about how do you understand your benefits? I remember being an early career teacher, not knowing whether I needed long-term disability or short-term disability, or did I need to add, like, what am I doing? So we had one on benefits. I knew that I wanted them to understand their money. I wanted them to understand what financial products were available to them as educators, what your pension is. Who do you contact about your pension? Who do you contact about your 403B program? Right. How do you, you save enroll money for in the that? summer? Did you save money? <laughs> do you know about our credit union? I knew I wanted them to understand um, that, you know, there's this thought. It's like, they don't pay teachers enough. They don't. I agree. They don't. But there is a way to live well, to have a decent quality of life as an educator in this city. But you have to understand your money. Um, so, I love that I was able to kind of create um, a need that was meaningful. The other thing that I was able to do in the program is have uh, what is Coaches Cafe. So it's one session a month for the mentees and one for the coaches and the VICs, which we call VICs. And that was to create space for them to A, vent, communicate what the challenges of the program was with their mentees, problem solve, and then get other tips that they could use as coaches um, so that they had something to hang their hat on. Um, And then the last thing I created this year was the newsletter, which I hate calling it a newsletter, but for lack of a better phrase, um, and it's just the coach's corner, which is bi-monthly. And and it's something where we not only have good content about what's happening in the program, but it's anticipatory so that you know you can use it as something to plan. You know the holidays that's coming up. You know um, other important dates that's coming up. You know other things that's happening in the world that you can bring into your classroom with regard to lessons. You can plan around that. You can add to it. And it's also a place where um, any of the participants in the We Care program can add content to it. So we were talking about how Miss Taylor here uh, just got <laughs> Apple certified and she was doing right. something like, great. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, okay, you, you can share that, right? <laughs> now right. that you know that, you can share that with us. So like you can do a whole We Care conversation to encourage other people. These are certifications that you guys can uh, follow up on. Plus within CPS, them understanding that there's a way to start building your salary by what you learn Correct. and grow, you know, so that you're getting your credit so that they understand how to use the Quest Center, which I tell everybody is underutilized by educators, sure. right? It's just a gem. So I love that the program A had autonomy, but it also uh, provided for me a place to really be thoughtful 
about what uh, early career educators need and what veteran educators need to kind of uh, meet the task. So I appreciate that, Tara. I, like, I love what you said, that you help create this curriculum. And I just think that it'd be how life would be for our students if more content was created by current teachers right. yep. <laughs> and um, the growth that will come from that. So hopefully CPS will hear this podcast and see how you create this curriculum sure for teachers <laughs> and how we need to see, you know, just gonna send them the link. Let yeah. us teachers create some curriculum for our students and see how change be made. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, we know that we care is in full swing for next year. So yes. thank God for that. <laughs> but how long do you think this program will last? And is this going to be a permanent thing? Well, this is the thing. I think what we know about if you've been around CPS long enough, particularly when it has a specific and, and finite um, funding source. So the monies that funded this program, like I said, came out of the CARES Act and then the recovery. We know that that money is drying up. We know that next year we're fully funded. But what I've been making the leadership of this union aware of is that we are not sure what's going to happen in the 24-25 year and that the program could really go up um, at the state level and and to an outside bid. And so that would mean that, A, it could not go through a union shop, which I think that's a really critical element of it. Or we can get rid of the program altogether and it comes as reincarnated as something else. So um, just this morning, actually, um, I kind of flagged that again at our manager's meeting to say, listen, I really want us to be thoughtful about how, what would it look like to continue the We Care program if it was specifically a CTU program? What would the money look like? Who would we be trying to reach? How do we restructure that? And where else could we get money to sustain the program? Because the other problem, the other thing, the benefit is people are learning about it and it takes a minute to get off and running, right? And so we're going to go into year three, which is year three. And now we have a much better idea of what our mentees need, what our coaches need, how do we recruit them, how do we um, retain them. So we got this year. So hopefully we will figure out the funding source or or, or we will be able to kind of leverage um, the, the, the power and our agency at the state level to continue another year. But it, it is something that um, to be concerned about because it, it came through a, a limited funding source. Assuming we're going to go forward with this, which we should, because this is a great program and it's something that's needed, especially given the lack of teachers we've got in CPS and the high turnover rates, what kind of people are needed for this? So we need the coaches, we need the mentors, we need the mentees. What's needed for next year? And like, how do people get involved in this? Okay. It's me again. It is. (laughs) Well, I did. um, I'm sorry. This is Duana Vice Jump in. Go ahead. I did uh, recommend the program to several of my colleagues at the school. Like I said, I'm at a school where it's a lot of newbies. We're, we're new. And some of them are jumping back in school to further their um, degrees and education and deepen their knowledge. So um, I spoke to a few of them about it. And uh, I plan to invite them out to the next event and connect them with uh, Ms. Watkins and Ms. Tara so that they can um, be informed about the program and also get a mentor within uh, what they're doing. This is Lynn, and I share too, it goes by the word of mouth. 
I told everybody how much the program has helped me. And when they see I'm pulling my hair, I was like, why are you calm now? Why are you cool now? What's going on? So I told them about the program and what I was in and what I was doing and how it was helping me. So I have three people that are interested, but it's word of mouth. So it's about sharing, not keeping it a secret. Sharing is caring. It is. <laughs> As a mentor teacher, I was simply on, and I'm glad you brought that to my attention. I forgot. We were on a... A training, some sort of training. New teacher cohort. Is that what it was? Yes. And this young lady, she jumped out on the screen for me. I was like, I don't know what it was. Her energy, something. I don't know. I was like, girl, wait a minute. What are you doing? I just like, I like wooed her over. I'm like, I want you to be a part of this program. Please tell the story because I totally forgot. Okay. So um, it was the new teacher cohort program. Um, the virtual big conference with all the CPS educators because it's different roles. So uh, I remember asking questions. You know, we shared out. We went into small groups within the training. And so uh, I remember one of the things, or I guess my campaign was that I wanted to call parents um, before school started. I did do that. The second one was I wanted to connect with other teachers across CPS schools and we can do like a pen pal thing where the other kids can, you know, once a month, my goal was that we were like take pictures and share some things that was happening in the classroom. So other kids can see what other kids are doing. Um, you know, so it was like a little thing that I had kind of like mapped out. And so I kept mentioning in each Zoom um, conference call I was on, I kept mentioning and mentioning. And um, I was telling people like, if they're interested, you know, uh, direct message me and send me an email. So I had got a few people that did contact me or whatever. And Ms. Watkins was one of the people and we connected from there. The technicalities. Well, it's actually really quite simple. Um, for a mentees, the link should already be up on the CTU website. The only reason that the link is not up for virtual instructional coaches is because we have quite a few. And so we only want to um, recruit them as we need them. So we have a pretty um, substantial bench, although I've uh, interviewed about 15 in the last three weeks that will be, be coming on board. And that's because, um, and this is a, this is a highlight, uh, Claire Cullen, I want to shout her out. Claire Cullen works in the talent office specifically with new teachers. So we had a list of 400 early career teachers in February that she sent over new hires that they hired in January. And so we sent that list out. So we already have uh, quite a few who have come, who have registered to be mentees in the program. Another highlight of the program is that early on the program called for virtual instructional coaches and building mentors, both of whom needed to be uh, educators and have a professional educator's license. Honestly, I always thought, the best building mentors would actually be paraprofessionals because I felt like they have a really a good knowledge of the building. Many of them come from those communities. Many of them have been in the building even longer than teachers. And it's just a really critical part of our union and their support in our building is invaluable. However, that's not how the um, contract was written up. But I've been lobbying it for it since um, I took on this position. So finally, this year, for the first time, we will have um, be able to offer it to 63 
paraprofessionals who actually do hold PELs. So um, we're calling it a pilot and hopefully that'll be successful enough so that we can extend it. The other reason I think it's kind of important to have the building mentor be a paraprofessional because um, one of the challenges is if you have a teacher as a building mentor in the building with you, sometimes you will lean onto them more than you will your virtual instructional coach who is really responsible for your pedagogy and you know, understanding the curriculum. But if, if you know, you, you're having a little crisis on hand, it's quicker to say, let me run down to such and such room who's my building mentor. Sure. Though it may not be fair to them necessarily. Right. So I, I wanted to create an uh, environment where the um, mentees were really leaning into the relationship that they have with a virtual instructional coach and becoming really relying on that relationship to grow them professionally. But right now we have 63 eligible paraprofessionals who will be building mentors next year. Well, thank you all so much for coming out to discuss the WeCare program and all the benefits that it's serving um, teachers of color and um, been able to educate our students. And I'm glad that we're going to continue to next year. And hopefully we'll have another conversation next year about the progress we have made in year three. That's right. So thank you all again. Absolutely. Uh, we have people who are actually aging out of the program, we're going to say, but one of the things we're doing or I'm doing next year, I'm working with Lynn, who runs our National Board Certification Program. And so uh, our third years will have an opportunity to work with an NBCT during their third year to prepare them to apply for National Board Certification. Yeah. Come, on, right. Come on with it. Come on, we care because yes. we care. Yes, we care. Choose we care because we care. Yes. <laughs> Simple as that. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of CTU Speaks, where we got to hear from all these wonderful guests that we had, the mentors, the coaches, the mentees. And uh, talking about how we can help keep these teachers in the classroom by providing them support that they need to be able to be as successful as they can. Absolutely. And if you have a question, comment, concern, please give us a call at 312-467-8888. Again, 312-467-8888. And we can also be reached by email at ctuspeaks at ctulocal one dot or nice so thank you so much for listening and till we meet again we are ctu speaks where we speak what matters bye